Hi everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Alexander Fleas from Climb Capital. Welcome, Alexander. How are you, my friend? Thank you for having me. Thank you very much, Alex. Uh, would you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Alex. I'm full-time real estate investor. Uh, I teamed up with Climb Capital. That's who I. That's who we're, I'm working with now. Uh, but I started in real estate probably coming up on eight, eight to ten years ago now, somewhere in there. Um, wanted financial freedom. Real estate was a, you know, we had just come out of the recession. So it was all very cheaply discounted. Um, bought a bunch of single family homes, realized that I was way more talented at this than I had realized. And so I could do a lot more and then bought a bunch, did did the Burr method, got got kind of good at it. In 2019, I switched to multifamily and, and bought a couple of multifamily through syndication, raised some money. Um, went full cycle on a deal actually last year. Um, the other one's going real well. And late 2021, I joined Climb Capital and we are focused on RV parks. Got it. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, share me a little bit more about your, uh, the, uh, the property that went full cycle. So some best experiences or any challenging experiences, some no good things about that. Yeah, it was a train wreck, you know, <laughs> uh, 24 units was a million bucks. It was 2019. It was, um, you know, it was a tragic, pretty tragic property. I learned then that, um, you know, D class properties don't exist. Only C minus is what real estate investors will tell you. Um, it took us a long time to get rid of all of the, um, how do I say it? Drug dealers and, uh, violent, uh, criminals that were inhabiting the place. So it took us a while to undo that place. And we went in grossly undercapitalized. So I really couldn't kick everybody out. So we had to grind through, um, couldn't afford to like kick everybody out and re- rehab the place like I wanted. And it didn't barely cash load. So it was a struggle from start to finish. But eventually over time, we did raise the rents. We did get good tenants in there. We got good systems and property management in there. Um, we raised the rents from like, you know, 400 and ugly books, $400 a month and really ugly books to 635, 650. And we exited it in two years for like a 50% IRR. It was fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, and you mentioned you're switching towards, uh, you already switched towards RV parks. So share me like, you know, uh, how you acquired RV parks and what, what kind of business plan you're implementing and what markets you're acquiring these RV parks. Uh, yeah, we're buying RV parks in the Southeast United States and the Gulf Coast. We've got five of them already. We've got four more under contract. We've gone full cycle on one. It's, uh, we believe, an underserved asset class. We think that the institutional money is going to move into it within the next three years or so. So we, we're a little bit ahead, we feel. Um, we're finding them, you know, we're, we're pounding pavement like you do. You talk to brokers, you talk to um, owners, you, you we're marketing to, we're marketing to um, owner occupied um, address lists. And, you know, we're just trying to make sure everybody knows that we are buying uh, aggressively and, you know, it's coming along pretty well. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So how lending works for this uh, RV park space? Um, lending is pretty similar to multifamily. I mean, you know, the terms are fairly similar. Um, uh, it's a little bit harder to scale right now because there's not that much, um, in my, in my experience, there's not that many people, um, buying the type of mom and pop style, you know, one to $5 million assets that we're buying and then scaling them up. So 
but there is there is um, non recourse type money out there. It's just hard, a little bit harder to get. So we we have a long track record of multifamily with regional banks. So we've got a lot of goodwill for lending. That's kind of making it a little bit easier for us. Um, but lending is kind of as you expect. There's a lot of five year balloons. It's a lot of um, so it's a lot like you get from regular multifamily. Got it. So what kind of LTVs and what kind of interest rates you're getting, and how many interest only years? Are the are those like bridge loans or you know agency loans? No, uh, I don't think that we've done any agency loans on RV parks yet. No, it's mostly just like I said, regional banks doing five year balloons, seventy five percent LTV, um, not much interest only. But you know we're buying at such deep discounts that I'm not too, um, you know, we're not doing big. Even if we're doing rehab on it, you know, we can. It, it's not. Um, it's it's land. You know, we're we're putting pads in. It's not like you need to do a big upfit like you would in an apartment building where you have to go and retrofit. You know, two hundred units. So you know, we're, we're putting in amenities. So we're trying to buy these resort style RV parks, but the rehab budgets aren't um, to the same scale that the apartments are. So we don't need the we don't need bridge loans and, and interest loans, uh, interest only loans. You know, not at least not yet. Got it. So when you mean like rehabs, uh, would you share a little bit more about what kind of rehab uh, rehabs you are doing and what kind of budget? You know, um, not much in the terms of rehab. I wouldn't call it rehab. More like um, there is capex, but we're expanding. So like you know, we're buying parks that have room for expansion. So we go in there, we put a bunch of um, new pads in it. Um, we put pools in ground lakes, um, clubhouses, volleyball courts, fire pits, amenities. Um, these are CapEx, but I wouldn't really call them rehab. There is no rehab. We own the land and a bunch of pads. There's no, there's no, um, there's no real rehab and there's no maintenance. It's, it's, a uh, you know, we we're buying dirt for, I mean, not, it's more, it's more sophisticated than that, but it's, it's not, it's a lot closer to that than it is in a multifamily where you, you have this thing that has to be, you know, habitable. Instead, we're bringing, you know, a place for you to park your already habitable, habitable um, asset on it. So it's a lot less, um, it's a lot less, how do I say, like ownership responsibility on our part. Got it. Got it. So what is your, you know, business plan or exit plan for the RV parks? Uh, yeah. So we're going in and we're buying mom and pop places that are, you know, the RV park business and the multifamily business are not the same. It's not a set it and forget it business model. And traditional property managers really can't do RV parks. It is a hospitality business. So we're going to these places where, you know, um, a wife and a husband have basically owned a passion project for the last 30 years and they're ready to retire. And we go in there and we put, you know, there's some of these places they're still taking money by cash and check. And we go in there, we implement um, updated um, booking systems and software and a um, little bit more sophisticated management. And we're really um, modernizing these properties. So the business plan is to take, you know, these frac- fractured, this fractured industry and we're we're upfitting it to 2022 and streamlining a lot of the operations. We have a lot of experience in that. It's not the same. We had to do an entire property management company in-house and vertically integrate that. You can't just go hire somebody. So we, you know, that's sort of where we found a lot of our competitive advantage. Um, and you know, NOI is valued the same way. We can we can raise overnight rates. We put Airbnb tiny homes on the properties. We increase NOI by selling amenities. We can sell them firewood, um, LP gas. Um, you can. You, there's all sorts of additional sales. You can kayak rentals. You can additional sale um, to bump the NOI up on the on the property. And you know, just like you would on a multifamily, it's just you know, it's a little bit different. There's a d- much different management component, but for the most part, I mean, you go in there, you you value add, and you bump the NOI. You raise you raise rents. You you add units, same as you would in a multifamily. It's just a different sort of asset. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. And what kind of systems and, you know, uh, processes are you streamlining? Well, like I said, I mean, some, some of these places are, they're still taking 
they're still taking checks and cash and everything's call based. So a lot of it is, you know, there's, there's software out there, um, like camp spot, which is basically like, you know, Airbnb call it for RV parks, um, that already exist that are, you know, third party. And we just, we can integrate those. Um, the RV park owners already know about it. And so a lot of it is, is a lot of it is not that, um, complicated in terms of software. Um, some of it is in-house management, which is a bit more complicated because you have to, you know, have somebody on payroll and, tr- and train them and give them an incentive and teach them your ways. Um, but it's, uh, some of these places are just so outdated. It's a little bit goes a long way. You know, I mean, some of these places don't use the internet. Got it. Got it. So would you share any of, you know, best experience so far on RV park space? Um, before I got to Con Capital, the guys, um, Jeremy and Bob, they bought a mobile home park in 2018, 2019, somewhere in there. And there was a hurricane that came through and destroyed all the mobile home parks. And, you know, they looked at it and they said they have a real problem because these people live there permanently. And so this place was trashed and they had to, they had to put their own capital in to, to get it fixed. And the people who lived there, they, you know, they couldn't really go anywhere else. So this is around the same time when we had all started talking. Um, they're like, we don't want this problem ever again. So we're going to stop buying mobile home parks because um, these people, um, the the problems that any of these people have, there there are problems. Even though we only own the dirt, you know, we they don't own the RVs really. Um, the problems don't go away. Um, and so what they did was they converted that to RV parks. They had a fraction of the problems and the profit margins um, went stratospheric. So that's when they went full into RV parks. And that's when they kind of pulled me along because I had no interest in doing mobile home parks. Um, so I think there's definitely um, a lot of opportunity where a lo- there's a lot of popularity in the mobile home spot right now. Um, and you know those people, are, th- those who invest in that are welcome to do so. But um, I think for us, that's more like a backup plan. Um, similar idea, you own the land, but we're catering to a much different tenant client base. Got it. So would you, would you also share any challenging experiences on that space? Um, yeah, I mean, it's getting popular super fast. So, uh, you know, the, the entire industry right now, commercial multifamily, I think is going through a, is going through a bit of a challenging period where, um, interest rates are on the rise. Um, five-year balloons are going to come, start coming due for some people real fast. Um, people are paying exorbitant prices for properties that they, um, that I, I don't know. I don't know how the, I don't know how people are paying something since what they're paying for some of these properties. Um, and so I don't, you know, I think that's kind of systemic. I, I it's, it's hard to say what's going to happen in the future, but I think right now it's, it's t- a bit of a tight game for a lot of people. Um, it's not like it was certainly not like it was six, seven years ago. Um, so I think sort of everybody's going through a challenge of an unknown macroeconomic environment that we haven't seen yet, where we were in a situation with, um, low rates and low inflation, which is sort of rare. And now we're going to go through a period where we have high rates and high inflation, and that's sort of rare. So it's a it's it's a unique new risk certainly for me um, and for a lot of people. I mean, I think it's I think there's definitely some new challenges ahead. But we the thing I like about RV parks is you know the people who own them the people who own the RV parks the RVs already own them. So it's like once you own that thing, you got to do something with it. So we feel fairly confident that um, you know we're in the right space. But there's there's definitely challenges. It's a on a park by park basis. The biggest challenge is data, right? You got a mom and you got a husband and wife who have owned this place for 30 years and their PL, their statements are just, you know, scratch paper. So getting clear scaled data for RV parks is null, right? Like there is no, there is very, 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 very few big operators in the space. And so, you know, the market data like you have for apartment buildings just doesn't exist. So we we're compiling our own data because, you know, like I said, we're a little bit ahead of this. So we have um, a bunch of these parks already. And so we can start building up our own, you know, our own set of um, historicals and data for the, for markets in general. But for the most part, data is a big, there is no data for RV parks. So it's definitely um, a lot of kind of bootstrapping. 
Got it. Yep. Thank you. So you mentioned this. So in, yeah, interest rates are going up and inflation is a peak state. How exactly your group is approaching, you know, uh, now and going forward and what's your thoughts on, you know, uh, this space going for next few years? You know, everybody's everybody's going through it. It's systemic. So I don't know that I have an, a, a better answer than anybody else. We are going to continue to um, we're I'm thankful that everybody on the team is very risk averse. Very conservative investors. Nobody is trying to, um, um, you know, nobody's in this for a get rich quick scheme and nobody's into speculative investing. So, you know, we buy everything in the cash flows basically day one. So, um, uh, we are we are proceeding through the inflationary environment like we did before. Um, we're the same as before. We're buying deals that make money day one. And if, if the market, if the inflation makes the valuations go up, great. Um, if not, then we'll be okay. So as far as interest rates, um, we're, you know, I prefer to move towards um, longer term debt when possible. But if you if you buy a 520 um, and you can make money for five years, then when the time to refinance, as long as you're in good shape, um, I think we'll be I think we'll be fine. But it's a systemic risk, so it's basically a risk everybody's taking. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Any one advice that have impact on you, Alex? Um, you know, I would not be here without the help of a, a tremendous amount of people. I'm the farthest thing from a self-made man. So yeah, uh, there's there's a very very long list of people that that helped me along the way. You know, a good one is um, you know, Bigger Pockets really kind of kicked off my investing journey. Um, I still participate with them a lot, actually. Um, it's a good community, but there's a lot of local people, friends of mine, people that taught me. Had a lot of mentors. Um, the internet's a tremendous resource. Podcasts. Uh, far, far, far too many to, to list. But yeah, um, I, uh, you know, I got in real estate in a good time. Um, the internet has made uh, the information available on how to invest in real estate basically um, free for anybody who wants to learn and spend some time learning. And there's people such as yourself who put, you know, valuable content out and, and anybody who wants to learn this business can pretty much do so on the charitable giving of others now. So I'm incredibly thankful for, um, for many people, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have all the success that I do now if it was if it was up to me. If it was up to just me. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. And any books that impacted your life and what way? Um, yeah, I'm a bookaholic. Actually, I read I read quite a bit. Um, my favorite book is a guy named um, Nassim Taleb wrote five books, but his best is a book called Anti Fragile. Got it. That is a book about how to invest in a world of uncertainty. Okay. Yep. And any personal habits that that helping you to be successful? Um, yeah. Uh, read every day and go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Health is wealth, baby. Health is wealth. Yep. Awesome. And how are you giving back to community? Um, in terms of real estate, I try to... Um, what I've been able to do is write... Every time I do a deal, I spend a pretty significant amount of time detailing it and putting it on my website. Um, I don't sell any courses or classes. I just try to give it away for free. It's my little way. I make time for anybody anybody that wants to talk to me and ask specific questions. I make time. There's a Zoom link on my website that you can do. So I, like I said, I've been very fortunate um, to have learned from people better than me. Um, for free. And so I have been, you know, what I try to do is the same thing where anybody who wants to have a conversation with me or learn what I've done, I try to make that um, accessible and easy so that I can, you know, help the next person. I mean, real estate changed my life. You know, uh, I just got back from Iceland for four days and I did it on a whim. So, and, and a few weeks ago to Spain and then Germany and the end of the year, I'm going to go to, um, Central America. So I, you know, I owe it all to real estate and I, and I learned it all in the back of somebody else is just giving me that information for free. So I try to do that for the next person. Got it. Uh, share me any, any one experience, you know, uh, going like Spain or, you know, so that's 
other places? Um, I just got back from Iceland. That was amazing. Um, I went with a couple of real estate friends, you know? Um, so Finn has a community. Uh, I, uh, I picked up photography a few years ago. So every time I go somewhere, I take my camera with me and you know, I'm getting pretty, I don't know. I'm getting pretty good at it. So it's, um, it's very fulfilling, you know, real estate is sort of a, a means to an end for me. You know, I love it. It's a good asset class. Uh, it's a good way to invest. It's a good way to, you know, challenge oneself. But at the end of the day, it makes money and um, money is, um, it's got value, but it has no meaning. And so it, I'm thankful that real estate helps me fuel the things that are meaningful. So going, traveling the world and seeing, you know, I have this saying, like if you meet every single human being on in America, all 330 million people, um, you still only know 4% of the world population. So, you know, the world is very big and you really can't know much about it if you don't see it. So for me, it's very important to go out there and see the rest of the world. Awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you, Alex? Um, you can find me at brokersofchoice.com. That's my personal blog. Uh, you can invest with me at climbcapital.com. That's uh, we are a group of veteran, all veteran or mostly all veteran investors turned real estate investors. Um, and yeah, those are two best ways. Awesome. And thank you very much, Alex. Thank you. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, vishakapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.